Right, shall I do the welcome? Yes, please do, since you're so good at it. (laughs) So, lift up holy legs and uh, celebrate. Raise your Ebenezer's. Wave them in the air. It's uh, it's another podcast. Uh, welcome to Mid Faith Crisis Podcast. This is episode thirteen, I believe. It is. And if it isn't, I'll have to correct that in the edit because we're recording this out of sync. Um, <laughs> and it's a bit of a different episode for us. Oh, I want to introduce my my guest. Yes. <laughs> on my podcast. Oh. No, my my beloved friend, co-host, and uh, partner in crime, Joe Davis. Hello. Okay, Hello. I admit you did that quite well. You're good at that stuff. Thank you. How how are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you. So this is a slightly different episode, everybody, because mm. we're going to run an interview with uh, a guy we've mentioned on the podcast before, Dave Steele. Um, an old friend of ours, but actually, you don't get on this podcast just because you're old friends. Oh, no. Um He's doing some really interesting and uh, uh enlightening work at this church one church in brighton and i think you'll really enjoy the interview even though joe did it <laughs> actually you. you did it very well oh, um, and thank you and i thought dave was brilliant so i, yeah. I may sack you <laughs> yeah i know and, this is not good is it <laughs> and get him in i don't know but i do think as a rule i mean i've learned from this we don't want people who are better than us no, that it is true. Just actually. makes me all insecure. Which which rather narrows down the list of guests that we can have. It does. <laughs> I can't think of many people who wouldn't be bad. More more in depth things to say than us. Um, so true. and the reason we're we're running this interview is because um, Joe is on holiday with no internet access. Aren't that he? is absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. And so is. where are you on holiday? Well, in Mexico. Mexico. Yes, indeed. So, what's the weather like? Oh, it's glorious. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's hot. I'm I'm lying on a beach. Are you? With a pina colada in hand. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> Probably not, uh, actually. I wondered. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can talk with your Ebenezers. <laughs> so, um, well, I hope you have a lovely time. I'm, I'm having not a great time. Jealous. No. Um, <laughs> bitter and cold. So as this is being recorded out of sync, and I'm extremely confused, or at least more more confused than normal, we won't be doing any sort of in-depth feedback no. um, with this one, and also we want to give space to the interview. Uh, but uh, have we got anything? Um, any- yes, yes. Well, I, we definitely want to mention one from Glyn, Glyn Burns, who says, thanks again for recent podcasts. I find myself barely laughing so much, so keep up the good work. Uh, and he says he usually listens two or three times, which, oh. you know, is wonderful. There's really no need to punish yourself. Sad, so... Yeah, that does that also mean that when I think five people have listened to the podcast, in actual fact, only two people have. Well, I, no, I would have thought Glenn's unusual. I would have thought most people listen to about twenty seconds <laughs> and then exactly. m- move on very rapidly. Okay, but here is the genius. He says that he would be interested uh, in the uh, MFC weekend, and he suggests it's called a weekend for the bewildered. That is brilliant. That is a good title, Glyn. We have noted that. Taking it the on mid faith crisis weekend for the bewildered, isn't that? <laughs> that's, that's great. And we could have a we could have we could start a, a new monastic order, the order oh. of Saint Beryl the Bewildered. <laughs> I think that would be great. Wouldn't that be good with its own liturgy? 
So we would be fantastic. I'll see if I can find a particularly confused monk or saint that we can name it after. Yeah, Uh, I can think of some possibilities. Yeah, yeah, we could liturgy would be great. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Yeah. uh, So uh, you know, the Lord is here. Is he? Where? (laughs) Behind the pillar. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Lord is here. Depends. What you mean? <laughs> Depends. What do you mean by Lord and here? And, and here. <laughs> Is it, we can have fun with it. It's got to happen. Anyway, so that's that's good. Thank you, Glyn. And thanks for everybody who gets in touch. And uh, yeah, we really always appreciate you um, getting in touch. Oh, and could I say something else about that? Yeah. Is that if you like the podcast, could you indicate that by sort of giving it a rating of some kind somewhere? What? I can't be more specific. What are you talking about? Well, iTunes, I think you can give it, like, stars and things. No, can you? Yeah, I think you can. Oh, you're so technical. And you can like it. And you can subscribe, by the way, if you want to, through iTunes or through uh, Pocket Cast and various other um, Mm. podcast players. So that would be great if you could do that. But also, you don't have to rate it. (laughs) No, no, obviously only rate it if you like it. If you don't like it, you know, go boil your head. That's what I say. As Jesus said, As Jesus. <laughs> to his enemies. It's in the Bible, that. It's just a yeah, psalm. Well, it probably right. is a psalm, actually. probably is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. right. So let's hear this interview. Tell, just set the scene for us, Joe. You and I, we talked about guests, and you know one or two sort of well-known-y kind of people and everything, but what we want is just really authentic people we respect who other people perhaps don't necessarily know, although Dave is quite infamous, it has to be said. Uh, not least because he's uh, he's a fairly widely ex uh, known speaker around the mm. town. When but... you say infamous, do you mean famous? <laughs> yes. You, uh, infamous implies he's done something wrong. Oh uh, well, he probably has, but yes, I do. Okay. I do mean famous, and thank you as yes. ever for picking me up on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say. He's a great bloke. It's it speaks for itself. Just roll mm. the interview, and then let's uh, see where we go. Okay. Right, so I am delighted to say that I am here with none other than Dave Steele. Dave is the leader of One Church in Brighton. We've known each other for a number of years, uh, meeting through the Oasis Trust. And um, and Dave, I really wanted you to come as a guest on the show. You have the high honour of being the first guest on wow. the Mid-Faith Crisis. But welcome to the Mid-Faith Crisis. Have you asked other people and they said no? Shh. Okay. Look, <laughs> Rob Bell wasn't available. <laughs> Look, you'll do. Now listen, uh, it is great to to have you here, and uh, it's lovely to be here without Nick mm. for a change. Um, he holds me back, you he know, does, in yeah. so many ways, creatively, emotionally, in many respects, in so many ways. Um, but it, it it's great to have you here, and and I always said if if we have guests, I really want Dave to come on the show. Now I apologise for the lack of diversity. Feel a bit guilty about that. If you could be more woman-like. <laughs> that would really help diversity on this podcast. Nobody knows I'm not black. No. Good. Okay. Okay. So welcome, Dave. <laughs> we, can, we can mix this all out in the edit. Don't worry. He'll edit all of this out. Yeah. We, we, I should say as well, we were actually together yesterday. We were? At, yeah. At what can only be described as the wiffly pagan new age. <laughs> I'm using all Nick words. Here. Of course. Yeah. Open, open Sky Forest Church. Yes. I came to a service that you held in yeah. the forest. In the woods, yeah. Do, what do you want to say? What should we say about Forest Church? Because that was a really great 
let them vent. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not it's not very complex, but I'm still no. not sure what it is. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a, uh, a movement really of people who are saying can't find God in church services. You know, mm. much that we want to try, and there is a a group of people, not just nationally, I think internationally, who are saying, but when I'm outdoors, when I'm amongst nature. I'm not even sure what to call it, but I sense that there's something of the other there. And, yeah. uh, you know, if church was outdoors, I would do that. You know, yeah. I've heard people say that. And so, in a sense, this is calling their bluff, really, to go, well, okay, well, let's try and see what that looks like. Great. So, we're still journeying with it. Well, I'm one of those mm. people, yeah, to be yeah. honest. And I loved it. Yeah, it no, great. I feel the same way, yeah. I mean, I think in the winter, maybe maybe we could say that you can wear your clothes. Mm. And... Uh, but you know all, all the child sacrifices. You were the only one naked yesterday. <laughs> the child it sacrifice was, was great. <laughs> okay, enough. If you'd like to know more about Forest Church and indeed about One Church, and people will want to know more about One Church by the end of this podcast, uh, then do go to the website, which is uh, onechurchbrighton.org. Well done. <laughs> That's I think, it? Google it, basically. That's what everybody does. Okay, so we could go off in lots of indulgent ways, but I don't want to do that. Uh, Dave, what I wanted you to talk about was the values of one church because i've heard lots of leaders speak on all kinds of things you know about having a vision for your church and about all those sort of things and you came to soul place at almost its inception mm-hmm. a couple of years back do you remember yeah and um and I, I can't remember whether someone said what's the vision of the church right and everything and you you kind of you're the first leader i've ever heard go oh, i don't really know and it sort of shocked <laughs> a few of us and then you went on to say because the vision takes care of itself mm. this is the really important stuff so yeah. you then presented your five values yeah. and because you're a Baptist they'll begin with the same letter <laughs> that was an unfortunate coincidence <laughs> but yeah <laughs> and I would just love it if yeah. you could share those values and tell us why they're so important and yeah. what that means because my perception of, of the one church is that is actually quite different to many other churches that I've experienced before. Yeah, I, I think I had this huge advantage becoming a church leader in that I didn't ever want to be, I didn't intend to be, I didn't train to be, so I didn't really know <laughs> what I was doing. So I'm not being sort of uh, humble, it's not really my style, <laughs> in saying I didn't know what I was doing, I don't know which direction the church is going. It was absolutely genuine kind of, hey, I, I, don't, I don't really know. But actually, there's an instinct within me that you should do, um, you, you should behave and do church driven by your values, not driven by a vision of what you'd like the church to become. Um, you know, don't think about the destination, just think about how you're going to travel, and the destination takes care of itself. You know, Jesus said, I will build my church. And, it, and it, it's interesting that he doesn't say, Go and build my church, he says, I'll build my church. You yeah. make disciples. Oh, and I, I think that's so, a really interesting yeah, thing. Exactly. And the ability to go, well, it's not my church to build. It's his church and he's building it. I've just got to live out these values. And so every church could state its values. Our values are really important to us because we are in Brighton. We're in a particular yeah. place. We're unusual in a church that were two churches that decided to join together, which is why we called ourselves one church when we joined together. And we were unusual because we got to literally tear up the constitutions of both of the previous churches, oh, the way that you do membership, the, the way that you do... so many ministers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. again, I didn't even know it was particularly radical. It just felt sensible. If two things are going to die so that a new thing can start, well, let them properly die and start again with some blank pieces of paper and Christian heritage and the Bible and that sort of stuff and basically mm. go, what, what should we have been? 
all along. So we got a chance to start again. So we said, rather than say, where do we want to be in 10 years' time or any of that nonsense, mm. we said, who do we want to be? And, mm. and you are, you know, that's shaped by your values, not by whether you yeah. want to be 500 people on a Sunday or what finances you want to have. We've never talked about that. The numbers... And, it, and the thing I find extraordinary mm. is, like, as a church, you just punch above your weight because yeah. it's not... I mean, you hope, don't mind me saying, it's not the biggest church in Brighton, no, is it? No. I, I mean, not that we even really care, but what, how many people? A couple of hundred people. Yeah, okay, so a couple of hundred people. It's, it's just like a medium to good-sized yeah, yeah. church. But but don't the council ring you up now? You don't even go looking for the opportunities. People yeah. come to you with the opportunity. Yeah. How? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, that's the same question. <laughs> when I first came to Brighton, they said, you know, the Brighton Council will not work with churches. Literally last week, no spin, I promise I could show you, I got an email from the council to say the council's been given a building to potentially um, house every rough sleeper in Brighton through next winter, through the winter months. And a landlord has said, hey, if you can find the volunteers, and if you can work out the health and safety stuff, people in shop doors can sleep here. Uh, it's, it's not going to fix their mm. problems, but it gives them somewhere to yeah. stay. It's quite a sort of radical proposal. Yeah. The council contact us to say, hey, One Church, can you help us? If we say yes to this, will One Church help with recruiting the volunteers, training the yeah. volunteers? And that's come out of years of us just serving away little projects. We run a barista training project that's uh, trained that's hundreds amazing. of young people now to become brilliant makers of coffee in a, the, the highest sort of... Uh, qualification you can get in the subject and you've had to suffer by drinking a lot yeah, yeah it's amazing <laughs> i don't sleep very well <laughs> fantastic workplace the real buzz around the place yeah. and, and um so so we do stuff like that we do after school clubs we do uh, holiday projects for kids that would normally get free school meals come and get free food yeah. in the holidays um just last week they did that over a half term and 200 uh, meals got served to people who would have I mean, he's a, a sta- I'm always astounded, and it feels like every time I come, you, you're saying, and we're doing this week, and we're starting this project, and we're doing that. Yeah. And if you don't mind me saying so, I'll just say something slightly rude <laughs> <laughs> about coming to church on a Sunday, which yeah. is the kind of traditional thing. And I don't mean this disrespectfully of all the volunteers, so I've got to be yeah. careful because they could be listening. Yeah. I mean, I should say, this, this podcast has mm-hmm. a reach. I mean, we are talking literally four, sometimes five people Seriously. will download. So, you know... Every two weeks. Better watch what I'm saying. You do the math. You do the math. Um, but, but I don't mean to be rude, but it feels like you don't put an awful lot of energy into meeting on a Sunday. Yeah. I'm trying to say it tactfully yeah. and without insulting yeah. anyone, but you clearly put a lot of energy mm. into your serving. Yeah, yeah. But we do. And it's our, not our, very shiny and polished. And No, no, no. Our gathered time, I think people come and they've said to me, is this it? Is this one church? You know, we've heard of your reputation in the exactly. city. We run a farmers market, and we get customers who go, "Okay, let's let's come, let's go to this church thing." And they go, "It's just a bunch of people in a room, you know, kind of thing." <laughs> yeah. And um, we are, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, we are talking about that issue at the moment. We're saying, "Well, what should we do on a Sunday?" We spent so long on saying, "What should we do Monday to Saturday?" Yeah. We haven't really talked. But that's very much so about refreshing because normally yeah. it's the other way around. Yeah, and I think that's what we're trying to be careful of really so these values you come back to those so when we yeah. do when you do work amongst the homeless or addicts or yeah. kids who are out of work and can't find work you go back to our values and say how do we live out those values whilst helping those young people okay. and ironically we've never really said the question how do you gather on a Sunday and express these values so that's the season we're in at the moment and so there are some yeah. changes that are happening with the just layout of the building and with the, trying to yeah. be more, more multi-voice so that we, we hear from more people 
Like um, our diverse podcast. Exactly like that. <laughs> For me as a black single woman, it's important to have my voice heard. <laughs> okay, right, enough. Um, okay, so we get the idea. It's an active church, it's a good church. Yeah. Talk us through the values. Okay, well, they... Um, you joke about the, the they all begin with I, because yeah, <laughs> they I do. do. And I really regret that, because it looks like we just chose words that began with I. But it, they are, uh, we, we took quite a long time in the early days of One Church to come to these words, really. And it just so happened that as we started to put stuff together, and after quite a long period of time of just kicking stuff around and saying, what, let's forget about what are the other churches in Brighton doing, what are the other churches in the UK, who are the successful churches around the world? We just never looked at them. We just started with where we were at and what we felt was a biblical kind of image of what church should look like. So we came up with these five values. And the first one is intimacy with God. Um, so yeah. intimacy. Um, this we are a church unashamedly we're a church when we got a chance to change our name there were some people said let's drop the name church from from it that just felt daft it felt like it lacked authenticity we are a church we're unashamedly by calling yourself one church brighton when when the council are interacting with us and when i'm being introduced as the minister of one church brighton you know they don't have to explain it's actually this or it's actually that people get yeah. it and no one has the problems yeah. that people think they do the reality is we've had very little uh, i think because of our reputation we're not trying to convert people we're not uh, doing these social what? action projects in order get to <laughs> but i think it's that authenticity people go okay we trust you we, we get it we get what you're trying to do and they treat us we're a charity you know in yeah. their eyes oh they also happen to have this spiritual thing yeah. to them for us that spiritual thing is at the heart of everything we do so intimacy with god is our first value Okay. In, in many senses is our core value yeah. because you know to flourish as a human being it's fundamentally i believe that you can only do that in relationship with god and so intimacy with god becomes really important the the kind of opposite force to that is is the other eye another eye which is involvement in the world which this intimacy with god drives you to involvement in his world and that's you you would call that worship you know that actually as not you, everyone would call that worship. well maybe that maybe they wouldn't yeah. but for me that feels really important that yeah. as you come towards god what you actually find yourself is being sent into places of need we've just done this little series uh, looking at a book by rowan williams and he just beautifully talks about discipleship and he says that those people who want to be near christ will find themselves near the people that christ is near um, which I found really, really yeah. helpful. And that yeah. intimacy with God and involvement in his world is kind of an echo of that, really. Um, so that all of that stuff, well, our social action projects, our, yeah. our loads of sort of gigs and arts and that sort of stuff we're into as well, yeah. that's involvement in, in a city like Brighton. If you're going yeah, to be involved, sure. you've got to be involved in the arts and you've got to uh, engage yeah. with the LGBT community. You've got to um, do all of that sort of stuff. So drink that, a lot of coffee. Yeah, drink a lot of coffee and yeah. and grow a moustache. So uh, there's all that sort of stuff. Oh, not just a moustache, a beard. A beard. <laughs> so uh, that intimacy and involvement. And then uh, interdependence. Okay. Um, I could talk a lot about interdependence. I, I think, you know, ultimately the church stands or falls on, on its authenticity. Does the kingdom values actually work? You know, we, we sort of feel like, why doesn't the church have any credence anymore? And why aren't people listening to us? Well, because we don't love one another as we should, and that reliance on another, on each other, and uh, embracing diversity and being able to do difference well. I think the first yeah, six months yeah. of when we started one church uh, six years ago, uh, I my first teaching series for yeah. for six months was how to disagree well, 
That's really interesting because Nick and I, I mean, you probably don't listen yeah. to the podcast, but we, we disagree a lot and we are, yeah. you know, fairly opposite yeah. ends of yeah. a certain spectrum. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I, yeah. know I would never admit this to him. I do love the guy and he's, yeah. he's a great guy. He's good for me. I hope I'm good for him. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't think so, but no. I am. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people have sort of picked up on that and say, you, you know, you're modeling something that, yeah. that we kind of like here that you disagree. Yeah. But, you know, and that interdependence and... thing, like, like yesterday, we do a homeless meal on a Sunday. People come up and, uh, and I, I oh, sounds a bit twee, but I absolutely feel that I, I'm a bit more me and I'm a bit more alive because I get to spend time with these people who are sleeping on the streets of Brighton there's no kind of bleeding heart thing for me it's actually i need to be around these people i flourish from it in as much as i hope they are as well so that interdependence really means cool. that you're not doing Thank projects for we've you know yeah. us and them it's just yeah. us yeah and and anything that we can do that helps one another yeah um is, is part yeah. of the interdependence yeah. the other side of interdependence i'm just gonna go switch the freezer off you do that. sorry sorry the other side, <laughs> the other side of interdependence <laughs> is inclusion and uh, it's a value that we've become quite strongly known for, which is to really depresses me. I'm off tomorrow to speak at Bristol Bible College about this issue. Um, inclusion. About in- inclusion. And, and everybody thinks immediately you're talking about LGBT issues. Um, but that's, uh, it's more than that. It's not just about people who are gay. Um, it's about people who bring their doubts. It's about people who come from other mm-hmm. faiths. The amount of people who have journeyed with us as one church who... Uh, either started or still would describe themselves as kind of Buddhist. You know, that's a sort of phrase yeah. that people use in Brighton quite a lot. Yeah. And you know, instead of kicking them out, whatever, to say that's fine, journey, you know, journey come with, with us, yeah. come with us on that. What can I learn yeah. from you? Yeah. And and that truly inclusive thing, uh, yeah. where it's not like being nice to people, it's saying I, I need people who are different to me. It, it, it's it, this is really important. So you know, they, the, that whole thing about it's not just tolerated. For you to come to yeah. my church but actually you you've got you've got gifting and you've got yeah. you, you'll, you'll be able to do stuff that no one else in the life of this community will so if we can draw that out yeah. of you and give you confidence that god's put it in there then you're going to bless us so that inclusion sure. thing becomes really sure important. i mean i'd love to spend a lot longer with yeah. you on this but that's going to yeah. be a podcast or five all of it yeah so <laughs> carry on and then yeah. the fifth value which sits at the core and and is integrity and that sounds like well every church surely that's got to be a uh um, a sort of buzzword or one of your values for us it feels really important and I, I think it, it goes right across everything the way that I lead the way that our trustees or our leadership team lead to do that with integrity means that our financial systems are completely transparent and I mean, lots of churches would say mm-hmm. that but but ours are ours are we really try and uh, be very honest and open about money with people and, and we don't try and do any hard sell thing even just a refreshing conversation our leadership team recently was about you know we've got a we should you know we've got it's a new year new budget we should be asking the church to give more money and somebody said why you know wh- why do you have to give more money each year on year to a church well you just sort of do that's the model i've been brought up with yeah you know, somebody should just pause and go maybe we should, we should spend less Maybe we should give some back to the church. Maybe maybe we should give more away as a church. Maybe we should, but just that integrity issue that says, hold on a minute, why is it that every year you ask people to up yeah. their giving? And and what do you do when people fail? I mean, that's an integrity mm. issue. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, every church I've been a part of, there've been moral failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprising things happen. How do you deal with that? Yeah. Well, integrity to me isn't um, perfection. You know, yeah. integrity is Honestly. putting your uh, lack of 
um, ability to be perfect out there, you know, right. and being imperfect uh, is something you wear on your sleeve with 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 almost a sense of pride, you know, yeah. that says actually we're a we're not fellowshipping here around a kind of a core of of saintly people, and as you get further to the edge, it's more sinful. It's just all of us are broken. All of us are not doing as, as we can that. do. Yeah, so when you. somebody fails, you don't celebrate the failure. Of course you don't. But you're not surprised by it and you're not yeah. shocked by it. And you don't have any mechanisms not to deal with it. You go, well, yeah. you can deal with it in the context of, well, we knew this would happen. You know, yeah. people like uh, people come to me and they say nice things in the first few weeks of the, being yeah. in our church. And I, I often you know, meet people for coffee. Yeah. And when they're nice to me, I always shoot back to them quite quickly. That, that's thanks. That's really kind. But just let you know, I will let you down at some point. Oh, that's such a good thing to say. <laughs> it's, well, it's good yeah. a bit of insurance, really, because yeah. I will. And he goes, "Yeah, I told you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it won't be intentional, and it's not deliberate. Yeah. it's not. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I know me well enough to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's our values, and we regularly uh, just. It's so helpful. Do you talk through them every year still? Oh, yeah, 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 we do. Yeah. There's a, there's, um, you keep these before people. Yeah. I know, I know most churches, they sort of, you know, we're going to do vision. It's vision week. It's yeah, vision month. Yeah. It's vision, yeah. you know, anniversary or whatever it is. But what you do is you guard these values. Yeah. And it makes, um, I think it was Roy Disney, who, okay. who's related to Walt Disney somehow, who said <laughs> it's easy to make good decisions when you know what your values are. And, and I think oh, that that's, that's been a real driver for us because we have very few dilemmas you know, in the life of the church about which way to go because we have that simple question, of, are we pushing into these values? So if you, yeah. know, if you want to do a, a, a new project, uh, someone in our church just came to me recently and said, I've got a real heart for interior design, you know, but yeah. I don't know what to do with that. And you go, well, well, well great. <laughs> and then we begin talking and she starts talking about dignity um, in people's homes. So she says, you know, somebody's homeless and we run some projects or we partner with some projects mm. that are getting people off the streets into their first house. Uh, they're generally the grottiest, worst, you know, housing stock in all of Brighton these people are put into. And sooner or later, they, they're they mm. unhappy even in their home because it doesn't feel like mm. a home. It's just a house. It's yeah, a flat. Sure. And so she's saying to me, hey, because of the values of this church and because of the conversations yeah. that we've had, what about if I did some stuff where people paid me to do it but then I also did it for homeless people to go into their homes and say, actually, do you know a nicer yeah. layout to this room? Do you know how we could make it more homely and I could help get you some furniture? And why don't we paint it with more positive colours? And why? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But to me, that was just mm. brilliant. Here's this stuff that she feels that she's got a passion for, an ability to yeah. see colours and how they work really well, to see a need happening in Brighton yeah. and to bring the two together. I mean, I, uh, that for me just blows me away because you go, that wasn't, that was kind of unbidden. That was just stoked yeah. up by the fact. You didn't have a vision team working no, on no, it. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Three months and all the projects year. I've talked yeah. about yeah. today, they've come from the ground up. You know, it's somebody who said, "I've seen a need. I've got a passion." So our leadership team don't sit in like as a board of directors scratching our heads, going, "What good idea will we do next?" We're right. listening out for people's ideas that are hopefully stimulated by these values yeah. and by becoming uh, more Christ-like in their sort of daily discipleship. Who then say. Oh, can we do X, Y, and Z? So the barista training uh, chomp this food project and we do the stuff, the uh, yeah. uh, homeless meal stuff. It's because individuals say, I'd like to do this. And then we go, how do we resource you to do that? Um, which is a very different kind of leadership than I've been used to, but is, yeah. is really fun. 
Dave, this has been brilliant. I would talk for you for hours and hours and hours. Will you come back on? I'd love to, yeah, thank you. Great, but thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Chair. And, and, and I really hope people will um, write in with questions and everything. I may fire a few your way as well, so you can answer some. Okay, Dave cool. Steele, thanks so much for being here. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. So that was... Um, uh, may I compliment you? That was excellent interviewing, by the way. Thank you. You... Uh, well, you really gave every impression of listening. <laughs> I was listening. That's good. And you said some very nice things about me, which I um, I, I don't deserve. Yeah, I didn't feel very well that day. Um... <laughs> OK. <laughs> we don't need to sort of pick up on a lot out of that, because I think Dave spoke brilliantly. I thought it was really interesting. And so many churches I've been involved with and all Christian organisations oh. do all that kind of value stuff. And you have to, uh, to a certain extent, or the vision stuff, rather, you know, and where do we want to be? What do we want to do? And our aim is to, you know, evangelise the whole of the nation by yeah. next Thursday. Um, yeah. But that simple question of who who do we want to be? Oh, than, no, that was know, very good. Very, very powerful, very I thought. Powerful. And I, I loved what he was saying about the money. I wonder if anyone's ever been offered a refund, whether they've ever, uh, yes. <laughs> ever been invited to take some money back off the church. I mean, the every... Every... The Anglican Church would go bankrupt overnight. I'll Every... tell you that if they issued refunds. Every church I've ever been a part of, I think, is expected people to up their giving each year. Uh, yes. So that that yes. I just thought I, I'm impressed they had that conversation. Well, it, I think it's the mindset of uh, being willing to question everything you do, in a sense, or, or to justify and just you know say, well, why do we have to think this way? Just because you always think that way, why do you have to yeah. go that way? I think that's a very good. Uh, good attitude the treatment of the homeless guy just thought it was beautiful this is not mm. this is not patronizing ministry no. to this to the poor i mean dave really means it you know he when he when he says actually it's not because the homeless guy needs me i need the homeless guy we are in mm. we are dependent mm. upon one another interdependence it that Inter was interdependence on each other yeah. it's just beautiful i i did like the fact that they're also unashamed about being a church that they decided not to yeah. sort of even yeah. think about sort of rebranding in that sense yeah because that is what they are they're unapologetic about being a church i, I really liked that i thought you um, were going to give me a hard time for going to forest church there well now here californian and all the rest no of the things no you normally no you give see me here's a very where you're wrong about you don't hardly know me at all after all these years then i'm never going to know you no <laughs> you don't know me by now <laughs> You will never, ever know me. That's true. That's in the Bible. Proverbs. I quite like Forest Church. I quite like that idea of Forest Church. In fact, I even suggested it because we've got a... Uh... What do you mean you suggested it? We did it. No, no, no. I suggested it to a friend. No, someone I was talking to the other oh, okay. day. I didn't invent it. <laughs> I thought you were taking credit then. Probably some As Celt normal. invented it. <laughs> yes, yes. I did it. I, I invented I, the Celtic I tradition. I invented Forest Church, <laughs> the Lord's Supper, <laughs> the Mormons. I did all of them. Anyway, um, no, because uh, we've got a community sort of wood here or in Ensham and uh, the planning and... I, yeah. I, they were looking for ideas and I was saying well you know there's this forest church movement that would be quite a good bit of spirituality so I don't mind yeah. that at all actually it's just um, okay well thank you thanks for I letting did, that I mean, go <laughs> I, I, I mean to be fair though some of the some of the um, one church stuff is uh, only only in Brighton would they would the church think of training baristas yeah I think I mean how much more Brighton could that I be know. the only the only thing more Brighton would be if they've started up a vinyl LP pressing plant you know if they started <laughs> doing that 
<laughs> don't be more... don't go giving Dave more ideas. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's it is contextual, and it is a, yeah. it is a absolutely brilliant project. So they take people who are really struggling with employment for a whole mm. range of different issues and as david said they, they properly give them like the top qualification no one else is yeah. doing this stuff it's, no, it's, it's great. brilliant and they get jobs so i think also now so that's great yeah. uh, we have been overall far too nice about dave yeah and, uh, on the, on the whole. being british the way we express our affection for people is yeah he's an idiot to say that they're idiots so he is an idiot <laughs> he is and <laughs> and he supports Aston Villa. So I mean, how much more proof do you need? Can you be? <laughs> Talk about being friend of the down and outs. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's taking it too far. It's, supporting yes. Villa. So that was great. So thank you for doing that interview, and uh, thanks ever so much for Dave for being willing to yes, be part thanks, of that. Dave. We'll we'll have that man back in the future. Well, what do we leave people with? then uh i think yeah. i'd like to suggest something that people do because just as uh, dave talked about five values you know, who who do they want to be as a church i think that's a really good exercise for us to do as um individuals i i spend quite a lot of time thinking about my career and wondering what happened to it um uh, but also you know planning ahead and you know thinking i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to but actually i think it would be great if rather than think about well where what do I want to have achieved in, in a year's time? Well, really, who who do I want to be? Yeah. If if I had to challenge you to say your five yeah. values about who you are, what would you say? That's my yeah. that's my question to the listener. I think that is absolutely superb. I have nothing more to add, Your Highness. Yeah. And uh, maybe Joe, that's something for you to think about as you lie there on the beach. I shall certainly think contemplate who I want to be. I can see that you're doing that. That's um, a very unusual yoga pose you're thank pulling. Thank you. Well, I, I, you know, I have a certain ministry out here that I need to perform. <laughs> so you do. <laughs> anyway, well, it's been uh, it's uh, great talking to you as ever. Have yeah. a great holiday. And uh, and and everyone else, uh, please do send in those great. I'm sure there's so much fuel in that interview with Dave. So please do write into us, Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Uh, love to hear from you, and uh, that will be good fodder for the next podcast. Lovely. All right, great. Speak to you in two weeks' time. See you now. Goodbye. That was a slick ending. Mm, that wasn't it. Beautiful. <laughs> well, we'll stick with it. What the heck. <laughs>